0: all bad things
1: Tragedy.
2: tragedies disasters bad bad things
0: trigger warning for everything possible what hanor <laughs>
2: I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things.
0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome.
2: Follow us on all your favorite social medias at insta. Okay, yes. X.com, I think. <laughs> is or it dot com? It's who just knows? X. <laughs> um, in- is Facebook?
0: Instagram? Facebook. Yes. TikTok.
2: Our discussion group.
0: Twitch. Reddit. Blue Sky.
2: Threads. <laughs> And
0: our Facebook discussion group and our Discord and at all bad things pod. Yes. And email us all bad at gmail.com.
2: So basically if there's a social media. <laughs> Try out there... It. We're
0: probably on there.
2: All bad things pod. And if you have a suggestion or a script like we have today. Yay. Email us, like we already said. Just yes. to just to reiterate.
0: All bad things pod at gmail.com.
2: Yes. <laughs> so what doth you be drinking
0: today? I doth be drinking. Arizona Arnold Palmer, diet Arnold Palmer.
2: It's pretty good. I think it is. Yeah, uh-huh. that's one of the funniest uh, Sports Center commercials I think. When oh. <laughs> Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Palmer is actually making an Arnold Palmer, <laughs> and the guys behind him in line, they're like, they're like, that was so cool. <laughs>
0: Was I guess it was named after him, just like the Shirley Temple or something. Yes, because that's what he he'd okay. liked to mix the two.
2: It's good. Yeah, it's a and it's so a people nice were like. Combo. After a while, people were like, "You know, an, Ar- an Arnold Palmer, please, <laughs> that guy, because he doesn't have enough money and credibility." Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is he still around? Is he still alive? I
2: think he died a couple years ago. Okay. I want to say he's no longer with us. He was pretty old. I mean, he he. Yeah. He was, like, a big-time pro in, like, the 50s. Wow. In the 60s. So. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, and then Jack Nicklaus came along mm-hmm. to become, like, the reigning, like, golf god, and then Tiger Woods came along.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And now okay. it's just kind of like, there's kind of a void. They're like.
1: Is there
0: nobody really taking that There are a superstar? lot of, there are a lot
2: of really good players, but there's not, mm-hmm. like, the one guy that's, you know. Dominating. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of how golf is it's not doesn't really work that way Mm. until tiger came along like nobody dominated golf that's just not what happened
0: but i thought jack nicholas did
2: he was the biggest name oh i
0: gotcha. so so it was a different like tiger was a different era type of golf yes he was like the michael jordan of golf pretty much as far
2: as how he dominated and just like Mm -hmm. yeah again but anyway that's I'm only saying golf these chat. things, Yes, golf <laughs> chat on all bad things. But I'm only saying this because I feel like I've been golfing because I was just laying by the pool and it's ninety-four degrees today, I think. So yeah. after about an hour, I was like, okay, I think I'm good. Gotten <laughs> all this. So if I start to pass out during the middle of reading this, you'll know it's from sunstroke.
0: Oh, oh, oh great! Yes. good to know. Yeah. So call, for the... call somebody. <laughs> somebody. Just just somebody. Just pick somebody. Anyone.
2: So, I hear we have a listener script.
0: Yes, I thought you might enjoy reading a listener script, especially who we have the treat of it being by.
2: Let's see. So, this is Born on the Bayou, Hurricane Audrey, Louisiana's Forgotten Storm in 1957 by Lee Hutch. Mm -hmm. Submitted to the All Bad Things podcast. It's like he's giving us like a, I know, a re- like an report. assignment.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's like we awesome.
2: asked for this.
0: I know it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love how people format their scripts. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it is, is a complete um, window into personality. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And it's it, it's I love them all. I love the ones with like footnotes. I love the ones that are, like, essays. I love the ones that are kind of chaotic and jumbled. Like, I love them all. Love them all.
2: I love how we were just talking about the 1950s and Arnold Palmer and this storm took place in 1957. There you go. I'm guessing these people weren't thinking about Arnold Palmer.
0: Probably not, (laughs) given it's about uh, a hurricane.
2: So we are going to begin this with a quote, apparently. So, quote, one of these days, the people of Louisiana are going to get good government. And they aren't going to like it. End quote. Huey P. Long. Okay. I I have heard that name. I
0: don't think I have. Who is that? I'm not sure. Okay. You just recognize the name? I
2: do. Okay.
0: And thank you, Lee, for another script. Absolutely. He was kind of thinking he was going to have to be on his last one, but we've gotten a couple since then, and I love it. Love all of our listener scripts please keep them coming yes. <laughs> We love them and we're gonna have to get um, ahead a little bit uh, to to be able to cover for when I'm in Scotland so yes. it's it's helpful to have some extra scripts.
2: You are gonna be out of town for quite a quite a while. Well
0: qu- 14 15 days Yeah mm-hmm. well
2: I guess that's quite a while in uh, modern standards um, yes, it It's is. longer than much longer than a week. it's two weeks.
0: Yes <laughs> it is two weeks
2: um so yeah before that so yes send send, send away
0: scripts. i mean we have we have <laughs> yes, a bunch too so we can draw from that for sure i just always yeah, and like if to have a little cash <laughs> right and if you're
2: one of the people being like i sent you a script like, like a will you year please
0: <laughs> read it damn it <laughs> if you're
2: still listening <laughs> remind us
0: yes you feel free to remind us
2: <laughs> so um i guess this is the this looks like kind of like the first chapter heading sort
0: of. Well, this is a, this is a proper, um. It is? Writer's <laughs> it, it, is, it is proper. <laughs> this is a Very published, proper. published author's Way script. Way more so. proper
2: than what, what oh, yes. you'll ever have from us. <laughs>
0: That's
2: true. So Born on the Bayou, Hurricane Audrey, Louisiana's Forgotten Storm, 1957. Mm-hmm. Director's Note, open with the usual banter, political rants, one star <laughs> review corner, if applicable. Man, we have not so long no
0: i just stopped reading reviews discussion of
2: beverages we have done and give the location of demetrius and jesse pinkman they are both laying in the sun
0: in the living room yes Yes. they're they're very happy demetrius is in his little sweater Mm -hmm. and
2: still sunbathing
0: and still sunbathing yes and jesse was when we saw him last half twisted upside around (laughs) basking in the sunlight yes and uh demetrius says hello to anastasia
2: yes of course So, there is a dedication here. Hmm. So, my people, and by that I mean everyone in my home state, have been devastated by hurricanes on the regular since the middle of the 19th century. Yeah. Uh, Given the rise of the 24-hour news cycle in the late 20th century, the assumption that it has only been a recent thing is understandable, but history tells us otherwise. I would like to respectfully dedicate this episode to those lost in all the storms to battle the Bayou State, but especially to those I couldn't save in Katrina. That's right, because he was there. Oh,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think, I feel like any dedicated listener to All Bad Things knows well who Lee Hutch is. Yes. But Lee was um, a firefighter for quite some time, as well as an arson investigator. Um, so he has had some very...
2: He's had personal experience, yes. with hurricanes.
0: Some, some very specific experience. Both, both as
2: a civilian and as a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. speak,
0: when it comes to disasters, Lee has first-hand knowledge he does. and experience. Unfortunately,
2: I've thankfully always lived in a place where the worst I've ever, the worst we'll ever get, is a blizzard, which they can be bad, mm-hmm. but it's not as de- nearly as devastating as a hurricane. I've been through
0: close. more than one hurricane, yes, that's for sure. But um, we didn't have Katrina-level shit. No, that was uh, we, crazy. Well, and and we didn't even live in Miami when Andrew happened. So we've bypassed the worst of it. The worst was Wil- that I can remember was Wilma in 05. And that was just like power was out for a few days. Streets were flooded for a few days. Some people, it was actually a lot longer that they were without power, sure. more like a couple weeks, but...
2: Yeah. So the introduction. This will be my first and only script to cover something that happened in my home state. Oh. Mostly this is due to the fact that other big disasters have already been covered by all mm. bad things. So how much of a Louisianan, Louisianan, <laughs> Louisianan, Louisianan am I? I've helped catch alligators. <laughs> right. So should we get out a bingo? Right. Bingo <laughs> a card? card, yeah. Uh, so I've helped catch alligators. I have New Orleans Saints stickers and license plate frames on my car. Check. Who
0: dat and all that.
2: Mm-hmm. Or is it who day? Who dat. Who dat. That's right. Who day is the Bengals. That's right. Oh, why? They. I don't know. <laughs> And I make gumbo. Oh, wait. Oh, and I have a possum that eats out of my hand. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, is, is his name Paul? Am I remembering rightly? Paul right? the, possum? Paul the o,
2: opossum? Oh,
0: Paul, like Paul the Apostle. Paul, Paul the opossum. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's nary a oh, Neri, That's a word I haven't heard in a while. We oh, to, the, the, That word needs to come back. Thank you, Lee. There's nerea, a crustacean that I won't eat. And I make gumbo, jambalaya, and etouffee from mm-hmm. scratch. Oh, nice. Now, you can't have my recipes. They are family secret and Mm -hmm. trusted me by my grandmothers and great-grandmother, I'm sure. But uh, I will definitely eat all of those.
0: Have you ever had any gumbo or etouffee? I've had gumbo
2: and jambalaya. I think I've had etouffee. Maybe.
0: I think, if I'm not mistaken, etouffee means to smother.
2: I don't know. I've definitely had gumbo and jambalaya. Jambalaya?
0: Um, jambalaya. <laughs> jambalaya?
2: Jambalaya. <laughs> jambalaya? Jambalaya. Uh, although have, I've never been to Louisiana. Have you ever um, had crawfish? Hmm?
0: Like yep. the, have you sucked the heads? I have not done thing. that, yeah. no.
2: Um, and I haven't done like the thing, uh, like a lot, I've been to Ocean City, Maryland a couple times, obviously. Mm-hmm. Crabs are big uh-huh. crustaceans, but mainly crabs. Uh, and I haven't done the thing where you put the whole bib on and like you crack oh, the things yeah. open mm-hmm. yourself. I have not done that either. The only thing I've done is like the like the prong thing for lobster almost tail almost like a nutcracker on the yeah mm-hmm. so
0: you omnivores are an interesting breed yes
2: <laughs> i love my home state so back to the uh back to louisiana yes i love my home state more than just about anything apart from boxing redheads and cats <laughs> that's a pretty good competition knowingly <laughs> And redheaded Louisiana gals get extra bonus points from me. I even dated a redhead Louisiana gal named Audrey once. If you're listening, Audrey, I'm sorry about that thing with your sister. (laughs) I was 19 and stupid, and I hope you went on to marry a millionaire. Moving on. That's hilarious. What I love the most about the state, and when I'm speaking of Louisiana, I mean southern Louisiana, Okay. anyone who lives north of Interstate 10 is a Yankee. Wow. Oh, wow. What I love is the sense of family. We all treat each other as kin regardless of whether we are related or not, that we usually are, and regardless of our color or our creed, if you are from southern Louisiana, you are family. Hmm. Period. That is what gets us through the hard times. Hmm. I know we seem a bit odd to the rest of the United States. We dance at funerals. We laugh too hard and too loud. We eat things that you hire exterminators to kill. (laughs) Our patois can be difficult to understand, especially if we are drunk, tired, excited, or some combination thereof. We like our music loud. Don't be offended if we call you baby. It isn't a sexual harassment thing. We call everyone that. Male, female, young, old, or in between. How you doing, baby? Just means, how are you? And damn, we love our saints. Thankfully, decades of saints fandom also makes us well accustomed to heartbreak we have that in common with Bills fans, right, David? <laughs> Not anymore because you've won a, a Super, Super Bowl. <laughs> so I don't want to hear about heartache
1: mm-hmm.
2: from Saints. Although <laughs> I'll say this because I just watched a uh, uh, a YouTube video on this the other day. This how the Saints didn't win like two or three Super Bowls is beyond me. They huh. blew so many playoff games after they won their Super Bowl. It was like mm-hmm. it was almost yeah. like ah. Like, we're done. Like, we did it. Like, we could just go on from here on out and choke. I mean, they, they choked oh. away. One of them was really given away by the referee is the famous Rams oh. uh, uh, pass interference, non-pass interference call, whatever. But okay. But even, even beside that, and that's a that's a legitimate gripe. Uh-huh. But even beside that, they have blown so many playoff games oh. since their Super Bowl win, it's like. You should have won a, at least been in a couple more. Mm-hmm. They've been to one.
0: Only been to one? Yeah, and, and won, won it. Won it.
2: So that's better than going to four and losing them all. Yeah. It, in a row. <laughs> four years in a row. Oh. I will take the Saints... Uh,
0: record. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'll take the Saints Super Bowl record over my teams any day. 1-0 over 0-4. yeah. Um, And I believe the Saints are almost as old as the Bills. I believe the Saints started in 1966, if I'm not mistaken, or 67. And the Bills began in 1960. So they're almost as old as as each other. Um, So Hurricane Audrey hit southwest Louisiana, far from the glitz and glamour of New Orleans, in 1957. Because of the time and the area that it hit, the storm was quickly forgotten by all except those that it impacted. That includes my parents, grandparents, oh. and some great-grandparents as well. Okay. Not only am I talking about a disaster that affected my beautiful home state, but it also affected my family. For me, this one is personal, as I will try and do it justice. I'll probably fail, but I'll try. Think of the script as my love letter to Louisiana.
0: Aw, that's very nice. Yes. That's a really nice idea.
2: A word about sources. So... Like all my scripts, I like to start out with a word about sources. Guess that's the history professor in me. Yes. <laughs> Audrey is the seventh deadliest hurricane in U.S. history. That's, oh, wow. that's saying up a lot. There. That's up there. A top ten. Uh-huh. There have been a lot of hurricanes.
0: There have. A lot of devastating hurricanes. Yeah.
2: However, there, there isn't a whole lot of published material on the storm. Yeah. Sure, there's a Wikipedia page, but i like to go beyond that. There is one book, an excellent book called Hurricane Audrey: The Deadly Storm of 1957 by Kathy Post, which is the definitive account. Hmm. There's another book, really more of a pamphlet, as, a, as it is 48 pages, called "The Night Audrey Didn't Turn" by Carol Cross Deville. Ooh.
0: That's a that's a um, telling title. Yes, it is. That's that. So they oh were my goodness, that happens. Not expecting it. Man, the number of times that that is, like, at play. And, and I remember living in Miami, <coughs> like, you you watch the track or whatever and they talk about, like, well, it could do this or it could do this and we don't know or wind shear this and that. And it's, like, part of you. I remember thinking there were, were times, you know, it was like, oh, go, go the other way, go the other way or whatever. But there were also times where I was, like, just save the Caribbean and come straight to Miami because, like, at least we can handle it. The devastation. That's sure, like the Caribbean to,
2: just does not have the infrastructure. Like they just don't.
0: Yeah, it's just even. Or the, what, or the Caribbean. Yeah. Either way. The <laughs> all, um, what uh, like. Even very very modern, like Puerto Rico in um, oh god Puerto 2020 Rico or whatever it was. Well, sorry, it was that
2: and twenty seventeen when oh, we were on right. our honeymoon. Yes. They yes. got yes 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 that's got,
0: when it was. Yep. Yes,
2: that's when uh, Donald Trump was famously, famously the toilet tossing paper. <laughs> toilet paper and paper towels. Like let's let's give credit where credit is due. Fucking idiot. Tossing them into the air like he was shooting free throws. <laughs> 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 I mean, Uh, to me, like, that summed up everything. (laughs) About his entire personhood, yes.
0: What's he good for? Throwing toilet paper.
2: Boom, here's a... Oh, you look really desperate.
0: Boom. Such an asshole. Such an asshole. Like, beyond. But I don't think you...
2: I honestly don't think he was doing it, like, to be an... I think he was just... He's that out of touch. No, like he's me. that
0: much of a just inherent right. asshole. He doesn't yes. have to try. <laughs> right? Exactly. <Yes. laughs> it's not motivational. It's just, it's just who the, he is. It's just there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god.
2: Um. So several short books that contain survivor accounts were published around the time of the 50th anniversary, which would have oh, been okay. uh, well, 2007. 2007. I've seen a few in the past, but all are out of print and unavailable now, which is kind of sad.
0: It is. That is, you don't want that to be lost to history. You don't.
2: Some library has it somewhere. Right. Usually. Or the Library of Congress or somewhere. Or that library in Kingston we went to, or the bookstore in Kingston. (laughs) Yes, and
0: the guy would know exactly (laughs) where it was. He would know exactly Uh where it
2: was out of all the stacks of books that were just everywhere. Man,
0: he knew (laughs) that place like the back of his hand (laughs)
2: So, on the YouTube, there are some news reels from 1957 which show the aftermath. Interesting. Wow. There are also some survivor interviews recorded, uh, recording over the past 20 years. But a lot of this, especially the parts about what it is like, what it was like in the storm, come from my own recollections of survivor stories that I heard growing up. Oh, wow. Not just from my family, but from neighbors, teachers, etc. This was, quote unquote, the big one to hit southwest Louisiana and remains so until Rita. It's uh, Rita. That a sounds familiar. Yeah. No, I know, but uh-huh. it sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, I've heard of it. it, it there, there's a lot Early of 2000s, big storms. It's just I don't one. Of, no, I don't, I don't remember. Um, but uh, like, this is really awesome that Lee is writing this, that he's sharing it with us. Yes. Because this is like keeping some of this history alive. Absolutely. You know, because especially if some of this is family accounts and stuff. So thank you, Lee, for sharing this with, Absolutely. This with us. it's That's amazing. That's awesome.
2: So my grandmother talked about the storm quite a bit when I was a kid, but my grandfather never did. And I found out why that was oh, later. Wow. After spending two weeks in New Orleans after Katrina, I returned to my part of the state only to get slammed by Hurricane Rita. That's what it was. Oh, they it was, right it was back after. to back. Oh, yeah. Okay. I lost my house in that storm. Which, oh uh, man, I cannot imagine. Which incidentally took an almost identical track to Hurricane Audrey. Oh wow. My grandfather saw how much I was haunted by what I had seen in New Orleans. Yeah. Now, this was 2005, and he was 84 years old. Oh, wow. My, grandma- my grandmother had long since passed away. I had been raised by my grandfather since I was 8 years old, and he knew oh. me better than anyone. Seeing that I was struggling, he called me at the fire station and told me to come over the next morning when I got off work. We sat on his front porch and drank coffee while he told me about his experience about her- after Hurricane Audrey in 1957. I learned why he never talked about it, but more on that later. What I will say is that he helped me through a very rough patch, and though I have never and will never forget my own experience, I've been able to come to terms with it, though I still harbor a lot of anger over those who have abandoned the poor and disadvantaged to drown.
0: That that would be so rough to see happen. And well, how helpless I, would you feel?
2: And he's literally seeing a firsthand account. Yeah, and I've, oh. I've heard That's several stories about... Uh, how post-Katrina was kind of like, well, like, it was only the slums that got washed away. Like, right. we can just do away with that part. Like <sighs>
0: the um, so. The amount that people, especially people in power, did not care oh about people. Because it was oh, just like, well, the whatever, yeah. they were poor. Whatever, yeah. they were black and brown. Whatever. Yeah. Like, just, it is disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely disgusting. And I can't... I can't imagine having to witness that firsthand. That would be so beyond devastating.
2: Um, That's awful. So uh, Lee goes on to say, uh, but I'd be lying if I said I don't still have nightmares about it. Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure. So um, Lee
0: Lee has seen some shit. Yep. (laughs) Lee has seen some shit. (laughs) Poor guy, man. I feel like Lee is one of those people who's lived 27 lifetimes in one lifetime he's like just a little younger than you
2: he's a year younger than me i I think
0: so so in 45 years i feel like he's lived um 250 years worth of life you know sounds like just the stories and the experiences oh my god
2: so geography corner okay this'll be fun
0: Mm -hmm. i know Louisiana geography i know very
2: little about louisiana i know know (laughs) it is
0: the boot in the little elf with the hat in the midwest sure we've got minnesota Iowa, et cetera, down to the boots, which are... Oh, is that
2: how they teach it in the Midwest? That, I, I don't know. That's
0: how I've... Uh, I, think it's, I think it's Minnesota. You did live in Minnesota. Minnesota looks like his little hat. Iowa looks like his little face. I think it's Missouri imagine, is his little shirt.
2: Imagine Arkansas if, uh,
0: is his little pants, and Louisiana is his little boots.
2: Imagine if surveyors did that on purpose, and we'll never know. <laughs>
0: No, it's the Mississippi River. <laughs> yeah. It is actually the Mississippi River. But how River they carved
2: then. up the states, though. Like, that's <laughs> well, all. To, uh, along yeah. the, su- the east-west, yeah. I
0: guess. <laughs> They're like, let's make a cute shape.
2: Yes. <laughs> like, nobody will notice. <laughs> <laughs> so, geography corner. Some folks will tell you there are three separate Louisianas. Huh. Louis- Louisianas, yes. Southern Louisiana, which is the bayou country of south of I-10 northern louisiana which is the area from the north side of i-10 to the arkansas border that's right and new orleans <laughs> <laughs> but
0: that, that's true there there are some cities that they kind of like miami it's, its own south thing. florida is its own state right yeah. new york city is its own thing right mm-hmm. from separate from the rest of it the is state. there's yeah. definitely like chicago I, is a complete outlier in the state of illinois i grew
2: up in the same state as new york city Though you would would never fucking know it. (laughs) So far away. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the same
0: state as Tallahassee. (laughs) But oh my God, is it nothing like Tallahassee?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Floribama, Shore, everybody.
0: Floribama, Jesus. (laughs) God.
2: So, culturally and linguistically, there is some truth to this. One thing that frustrates Louisianans is when outsiders think that New Orleans is the only thing in the state.
0: Yeah.
2: New Orleans is wonderful, but the state has so much more to offer. I, th- I think about that with every state.
0: It's, that is and hard you to... And yeah. you have your tourist
2: areas, because mm. obviously the first place I'm going to go in New Orleans... Or in New Orleans. In,
0: in Louisiana. In New Orleans
2: is New, New Orleans. Orleans. <laughs> if they had not played the Bills, what was it, two years ago? It was two years ago on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was like, because that's, yeah, that is one stadium I'm definitely going to go to, but I won't get the chance again until 2029.
0: Oh, that's a long time. Yes. You know, it'd be super fun if we um, went to go see the Saints and just see a game, pick a game, you know, like a mm-hmm. good game with the Saints and have yeah. Lee meet us there.
2: Yeah. I was That'd gonna. I was fun. gonna say uh, maybe the Saints and the Jets, but they follow the same schedule as the Bills. That's yeah. So. You'd have
0: to pick somebody in a.
2: Because I would want. To, I would want to root for the Saints wholeheartedly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Same against the Patriots. I would what, want to see them crush the Jets or the Patriots. What
0: non-division team do you hate? Ah, uh,
2: not really anybody. Like, yeah, I just I, don't feel I the only, Cowboys.
0: You hate the Cowboys. Not
2: in the same sense, though.
0: Well, but you. Still we we
2: only meet that. We only meet up the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, and those were a long time ago.
0: But you don't like them.
2: I don't like them, but I don't hate them. You've at this derided point them. but you would
0: cheer for the Saints over the oh, Cowboys, sure. right? Yes, well, there you go. Sure. There you go.
2: No, if I'm going to uh, if I'm going to the Superdome, it's, it's got to be to see the Bills. Oh. It Has to be. We'll see. Maybe something will work out in the schedule in the next couple of years. Hmm. Maybe. Um, go, Derek Carr. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: let's see. So where did I leave off? Okay. So I'm not going to be labor geography corner here, but I'm sure you've all seen a map of Louisiana par- probably during hurricane season. Yes. Yeah. What I will say is that Hurricane Audrey struck the far southwestern part of the state. Ground zero was Cameron Parish. That's the th- I you do know that's a thing that? in Louisiana like parishes, no parishes. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's n- um, not it's like, like, it's like counties. Like, it's like subdivisions. Yeah, it's, it, right? it's like
2: uh, pikes in Tennessee. Like if you drive through Tennessee, there's pikes all around, and it's huh. like. What is the, eh? oh, okay. anyway, um, so Ground Zero is Cameron Parish, let me draw you a picture of that parish so you can get the lay of the land, and I have included a map for our uh, esteemed hosts. Esteemed. Esteemed. Thank you you for esteemed. the. esteemed. Thank you for the estimation. Oh, here's here we go. That's a picture. I think those are okay. picture pages.
0: Okay. Picture pages. Picture pages. Thank you for the pictures. We're good with pictures. Holly yes. Beach, we've got. I think that's what we're supposed to be looking at. Yep. Okay.
2: All right. Uh, so just across the Lake Pass is the city of Port Arthur, Texas. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I, I skipped a sentence. My bad. Oh, I see Port Arthur. Okay, yep. okay the re- go The, back recta- the back. rectangle is Cameron Parish.
0: Okay, so this, is, this yes. is the border
2: here. The long part of the rectangle is the Gulf Coast. Yep. To, to mm-hmm. the left, yep. To the left or west, on the short end, you have. Sabine Lake and Sabine Pass uh, which is the border between Texas and this part of Louisiana. Oh, okay. Just across the lake slash pass is the city of Port Arthur, Texas, with a murder rate to rival Bogota. (laughs) Bogota. Bogota. I was going to say, what's Bogota? (laughs) Bogota. Bogota.
0: I I wonder why is it, like, lots of Uh, criminal activity? We're watching
2: watching a series on that again. It's all the the meth and the fucking... Oh, drug stuff, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bogota is Colombia, though, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's okay. the uh, but, yeah.
0: um, what's his name Escobar type. Yes. No, Medellin was Escobar.
2: Well, I think just anyway. an- anywhere in Colombia, mm-hmm. it seemed seemingly anywhere in that part of the world, like he was around.
0: They actually, on the real housewives of New York, New York, went to Bogota. Oh, okay. And they ended up on a boat I mean, that I've, was really.
2: I mean, I've heard Colombia is water. like fucking gorgeous, I'm sure but it's it just always had like. I think it's just always been run by, like, semi-criminal elements. So. I feel
0: like as American, as North Americans, we need, like, a, we need, like, you're wrong about to fully delve into how much of South America really is, like, owned, and, and Mexico owned and run by the cartel. Because that's the impression we're being given. Sure. but I feel like there's... Probably some truth and probably some bullshit. Just in like there, with anything, you know? of
2: course. You know. So most Texans will tell you that Port Arthur is really a part of Louisiana, which is huh. culturally true. Mm. To the right, on the short end of the rectangle, you have uh, Vermilion Parish. I wonder if that's what the Slipknot song is about.
0: Is it called Vermilion Parish? It's just called Vermilion. No, Vermilion's a color.
2: Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. it's like
0: a red color. Really?
2: Yeah. I did not know that until just now. <laughs>
0: oh. In Minnesota, we had Vermilion Falls. I remember oh. going to see Vermilion Falls. So, no, it's a never color. never heard of that as you a color. You've never heard of
2: Vermilion. You not, haven't... As, not in the context of a color, no. You've, you've
0: never uh, bought a, a box of pastels and it shows.
2: I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> so, about midway up, running lengthwise from east to west, you have the inner intercoastal, wa- intercoastal waterway. That's
0: probably that.
2: Yep. And then on top, uh, on the top long end of the rectangle, you have uh, Cal... Oh, he's got the pronoun Calcasieu. Calcasieu Parish. Calcasieu,
0: yeah. There's Calcasieu Lake. I was gonna say
2: Shao, Calcasieu Parish.
0: And then there's Lake Charles. Very... I feel like I've heard of Lake Charles. Yeah,
2: Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yeah. Yes, I think. I don't know why, but my friend Bob worked there for a little bit. Oh, maybe he that's did. why. He did. Yes. He that's, that's yeah. Okay. And then I don't think he was there for a year, but he told me some crazy story of like people's cars just get flooded and they leave them behind because. And apparently that's bridges or something. Yes, yeah. and mm-hmm. apparently that's just, like, something you do. <laughs> I'll come back about, when it's dry. <laughs> yeah, talk about, like, a foreign fucking... Yeah.
0: <laughs> My goodness.
2: So most of the rectangle is taken up by Marsh and Wildlife Refuge.
0: Yeah, you can see um, the Sabine National Wildlife Refuge and... Lacassine National Wildlife Refuge and Rockefeller Wildlife.
2: Refuge. Just like just what he was about to say oh, to the sorry. west. No, it's okay. <laughs> sorry, Lee. to the west you have the Sabine National Wildlife Refuge. Yeah. To the east you have the Rockefeller National there Wildlife go. Refuge. You have a uh, Calcasieu Lake, uh-huh. which takes up the middle part of the rectangle. To the west, you have Black Lake and Five Lakes, and in the east you have Grand Lake. Basically, this parish is mostly marsh and bayous right along the Gulf. You
0: can tell because there's little tiny spots of yeah. water all over. So um,
2: and not like dawn, we're and that, have some
0: fun on the body
2: and that like fun shit like there's like alligators and like deadly shit in there. Like where I grew up, I grew up next to three rivers but nothing in there was gonna kill you.
0: <laughs> you did not grow anywhere near no. the, bayou. <laughs>
2: the only way you're gonna die in one of those rivers is if you drown or a boating accident you know plenty of those. you were not gonna get eaten by something.
0: No the Gulf Coast is like a really interesting it is Its, its own animal. It is
2: yeah there's it's no place else like it literally in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm so the,
0: the third coast as it were right
2: um so there are several small settlements most you wouldn't even dignify with the name town quote mm-hmm. unquote cameron is the parish seat oh, i see that it is located on the gulf coast about midway along the coastline you also have hackberry creole johnson's bayou holly beach and grand Chenier. Chenier. Pronou- oh pronounced Chenier.
0: There you go. Like Greg, th- Sh- Greg Kinnear. Sh- Grand Chanier. Sh- Sh-
2: <laughs> Today, around 5,600 people live in Cameron parish. parish. This is down from a peak of 10,000 in the year 2000. In the
0: whole parish? Wow. But That's a lot. They've
2: lost 4,400 people in 23 years. That's a lot.
0: Well, especially it being That's so small. That's
2: almost half. Yeah, they've lost it's almost half. It's
0: declined massively in population.
2: But multiple devastating hurricanes in the mm. 21st century have essentially wiped out most of the residential areas. Which wow. explains why.
0: So there's just not much place to live. I'm there. guessing,
2: like, after a few hurricanes, you're like, all right, like, I'm fucking done with this. Let's go to Minnesota.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting. I do feel like, because um, you wonder, like...
2: Looking, I couldn't I couldn't do this over and over again. I, I
0: know I yeah. like I will say every hurricane season when you live in a place that's prone to hurricanes is like a little bit of a white knuckle experience, sure. right? And it's not over till it's over. Right. It, and it can be not over until November. I was just going to say like know? mid-November
2: is when it like officially ends. Yeah.
0: And it it there is like an anxiety to every I'm single sure. like they're monitoring the coast of Africa. And, and tropical depression number 75 and, and that, and then it's like, you learn to like not care about it until it becomes concerned.
2: Well, it also sounds like you also learned to like, this is how it's formed. This is where it's going to come from. Oh yeah. Oh, this is like, it's not looking good. Okay. Like for at least a day, let me just go buy some wood.
0: (laughs) Wood for what?
2: Just to put on your,
0: no, no, no. I want you to follow that thought as a, as a northerner. Uh Go ahead and explain to me what you would do with the wood.
2: Uh, you would you would just you know hammer and nail it like over the oh, okay. windows. Oh, I yeah. thought
0: you were talking about firewood, and I was no. be like, "What are you talking?" No, about? I was just Plywood. talking about like boarding up your house. Plywood, yes. yes. Well, fortunately now most people have either shutters. I've heard of the yeah or impact resistant mm-hmm. windows. That was a whole industry. I fucking is I'm sure it was. Windows. Sure I remember um, shit. the old folks' home my grandmother lives at. They were in the works when they first moved there in the works of replacing all of their windows with hurricane uh shatter resistant windows yeah which is a whole other thing
2: so the year of the storm there were around six thousand people living in the parish so okay um so 400 more than modern day yeah so they had like uh there was some people and then they had like a bit of a spike and then back down to where they were Almost 70 years ago? Geez, wow. 65 years ago?
0: 66. Six years ago. Yeah. My
2: God. The 1950s are that far away.
0: Yes. All the people born in the 50s are in, are in their, their 60s. 60s or 70s. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's crazy. So most of the parish lived and lives in very close proximity to the Gulf and the bayous, which made and make hurricanes particularly dangerous there. Since we all know about hurricanes and what they are, I am not going to have a hurricane <laughs> corner.
0: Okay. That's fair. We which we've which we've probably covered
2: like the yes. science behind we've it. We've
0: talked about the Sapphire simpson scale, yeah. their formation, etc. Yes.
2: So we're at the beginning. Okay. Storms have hammered Louisiana for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. The first recorded one was in 1527.
0: And that's just recorded. (laughs) Correct. Yeah.
1: Which is
2: why that term is very important. Recorded. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. something else could have happened that maybe it killed everybody Mm -hmm. and there was nobody there to record anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody left, rather. Uh, So in total, the state has been hit by 106 hurricanes or tropical storms between 1851
0: and 2008. That is... 150 years. There's been... How many?
2: uh there has been 106
0: 106 okay in 150 years major hurricanes it said right or what is it says it say? hurricanes or tropical storms Hurric- okay so hurricanes or tropical storms so that's one of ev- every year and a half or less basically yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Uh-huh. it's one every one to two years yes. one to two mm-hmm. years you're gonna mm-hmm. get one
0: mm-hmm. that's that's all that's too many
2: yeah way too many
0: and annual occurrence is
2: not cool And we know dozens that hit prior to 1851 and several more since 2008. Mm -hmm. So that sounds like and is a lot, but Louisiana ranks far behind Florida and Texas when it comes to total hurricanes since 1851.
0: But it's also a lot more coastline to both of those. Sure. There's a huge amount of coastline in Florida. Florida just dangles off the map. Well, this is what he says.
2: He says, uh, but those reasons should be obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Florida is a peninsula and Texas has as much Gulf coastline as the rest of the Gulf states combined. Yeah. So it is just a much bigger target. Mm-hmm. Still, we we Louisianans are no stranger to storms, unfortunately. So it was the summer of 1957. Patsy Cline was quote unquote walking after midnight. Yeah,
0: I go walking after midnight okay. in the moonlight.
2: I know the name Patsy Cline. When I know she was a country singer. A
0: woman, the I
2: just don't know any of her songs. We've done it
0: in the small band. Okay. It I see a weeping willow. Crying on his pillow something crying for me I didn't sing it, so I don't remember all the lyrics.
2: Elvis was doing some jailhouse rock. Yeah, we know right. that one. And Jerry Lee Lewis, a native of Louisiana, was telling Great us balls? there was a whole lot of shaking going <laughs> oh, on. Quote unquote. A whole lot of
0: shaking going on.
2: There was indeed later that year when he married his 13-year-old <laughs> yes, cousin. It's so yes, it's so gross. so While he was still technically married to his previous wife. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. Yes. It gets so uncomfortable yeah. so fast with Jerry Lee Lewis. Well,
2: that, just at that time, like, even up to, like, I would say even to, like, the mid-80s, there's just weird things going on as far as marriage goes. People
0: had some really creepy ideas about children yeah. for a while. Yeah. At least we have... Until
2: you know the what? internet came along, people were like, no, that's just wrong. Like, you <laughs> should stop doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least, you know... At least, I feel like in that way, society has slightly evolved.
2: At least we got a couple of good songs out of it. What, like whatever, <laughs> not, not all is lost. But if you put it in the if
0: you put it in the context of this guy is singing to a thirteen year old, that really ruins it's, those songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this adult. I'm gonna just
2: erase what you just said from my mind. This adult is a pedophile. Yes. Uh, so that's a bit much, even for Louisiana. <laughs> Lewis was from Faraday, Louisiana, which was also the birthplace of the singer Mickey Gilly of I Urban of Cowboy him. fame. don't think I ever I saw that. I think,
0: well, Urban Cowboy was, um... The movie? Yeah, what's his name?
2: John Travolta, right? I was gonna say yeah. John Lovitz. That was the wrong Lovitz. John. <laughs> Way wrong. If you would confuse those two, I would have made, like, a doctor's appointment. For like singing. dementia, yes, yes. <laughs> hey, she confused John Travolta and John Lovitz. There is nothing, to that's why we're here.
0: Tonight, <laughs> and, and what's the medical billing code for that? Yeah. John Lovitz, John Travolta. She's got something, <laughs>
2: and I'm to yeah, bring her here to it's figure, out, the, figure out it's what it is called the
0: Travolta Lovitz dementia. <laughs> yes. apparently.
2: Hey, oh, somebody's got to be the first,
0: I guess. <laughs> Did that
1: get you?
2: it did <laughs> uh where were we i don't even know <laughs> oh urban yes white. so it was also the birthplace of the tv even evangelist charlatan jimmy Schwaggert.
0: oh james Swager. you know the guy
2: who in the 1980s got caught in a prostitution scandal and had re- had the recorded speech where he starts crying and says i am s- oh that's right i have sinned that i have seen that
0: yeah, also fuck all televangelists. Yes. They can all go fuck themselves. They're all like that. All of them. Yep. Every single one. You have they to, are, be able to
2: do that. They are literally, they're all projecting their own
0: shit onto, onto, yeah. onto
2: everybody else and get money for it.
0: That Well, that's the problem is they're oh, sh- money for it.
2: Should we do that? Can we do that?
0: Televangelists? Is, uh... Well,
2: I want to project my feelings onto everybody and oh. just ask for money. <laughs>
0: Sure, it would actually be really send easy. us money. <laughs> Anyone with charisma, you know, that's what like it takes. that's that, all it takes. That's really, a good good salesmanship. I mean, look at like the righteous gemstones, right? It's oh just God, like, yeah,
2: we gotta get we gotta get back into we that too because
0: it's still going on. It's it's just it just takes like that's why. And sorry, Lee, for this. Massive, like, <laughs> left hand turn. But, uh, we're, we're gonna sidebar. Sidebar. That's why I am now convinced that if someone is charming, everyone's first instinct should be to completely distrust them. And it's like, you have to prove to me that you're not a charlatan. Because I think, do you mind grabbing me, Nano? Thank you. That uh, charming people, like, charming is not a normal human state. That's my, that's my considered me, opinion. That's okay. I asked for one, but that's okay.
1: No, you you no,
0: that's okay. It's okay. Right. Thank you. I was just trying. I was just giving you a hard time. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, but no, being charming is not a normal human state. It is uh, generally manipulation. Good people are not charming.
1: Wait,
2: what? I know that's a controversial statement, but I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it.
0: Good people are not charming.
2: So if somebody called me charming, I would I'd be a bad person?
0: In my interpretation
2: <laughs> of it, it would be...
0: In my world, charming people are the ones you watch out for.
2: Okay. Well, I've, I've never spoken from the pulpit, so to speak. No,
0: you know what you can do? And a lot of people can do this. You can turn on charm, right? Oh, sure. Like, and that's what you do as a salesperson. Isn't that what and... I'm
2: doing with the audience right now? Wow. Well. <laughs> Isn't that why we have a million <laughs> lessons from my charm?
0: Oh, I guess what I mean is like... cause.
2: No, I, I know what you Charm
0: mean. Charm is like a thing you can turn on under certain circumstances, sure. right? You're trying to persuade someone. You're trying yeah. to, under certain circumstances, manipulate It gives, it gives you uh,
2: bonus points in Fallout 4.
0: <laughs> there you go. Or like a salespeople, they're meant to be charming. It's really? how you, <laughs> but that's the problem with it, right? It is a thing you turn on. It's not a natural state. It is a, it's It's a state that's intended to get a result from somebody. In other words, it's manipulative. And to do in certain circumstances, like, it's understandable, work, whatever. But to be that way always, it means you are a manipulative person. Probably. Anyway, that's my hot take. We can move on. (laughs) Jimmy Swagger.
2: Though she was technically born in Mississippi, Mm -hmm. Britney Spears grew up in Kentwood, Louisiana, which is about two hours down the road from Faraday. Just wanted to mention this because I've had a thing for her since the (laughs) 90s. Britney, if you are listening, call me sometime anyway. That's how we all felt, I think.
0: <laughs> well, Brittany, Brittany is hopefully starting to live her best life after gaining a little bit of control. <laughs> after
2: getting away from... Uh, her father. Or what, what was it called? What was she in?
0: Oh, custodianship. Which is, mm-hmm. I've
2: never heard of that before or since. It's, it's the weirdest, It's the weirdest thing I've ever fucking heard of.
0: It, it brought a lot of attention to that issue, which unfortunately happens to people a lot less privileged than Brittany Spears. Yeah, you know? it's weird. It is weird, and it's uh, yeah, it's toxic. Ha ha ha. See, see how I did that.
2: So, so that's what all her songs were about, probably. <laughs> it was, her, it was her custodianship? Yeah, right. So anyway, in 1957, hurricane forecasting was not nearly what it is today. Yeah. though what it is today is far from perfect too.
0: That's true. It's it's still very hit or miss. You can,
2: exactly. I mean, it's weather. You can't. You can Wait. only. You can only predict. Yeah. You can't say this is definitely going to happen.
0: Well, how many weather forecasters have been like, of course we're wrong sometimes. We it's are a prediction. Only, these are literal statistical models. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee anything. Um, it is weird anything. how people
2: think of that, isn't it, though? Like,
0: it's not supposed to rain today. <laughs> You're terrible. You
1: ruined,
2: you ruined our
1: picnic. <laughs> it's like, I didn't control <laughs> like, it. I didn't
2: do shit. Uh-huh. Like, if I could control the weather, guess what? It would be like fucking California every day right. all over the world.
0: <laughs> no if, if i could control the weather it would be like partly cloudy and 60 with a nice light face.
2: i when we were in san diego for our honeymoon i fucking loved the fact that it was, it was in nice. like the high 70s like low 80s during the day mm-hmm. so shorts and t-shirt and at night it was in like the high 60s hoodie weather low 70s so you put on some jeans if you want to or you just put on a hoodie or it was just like it's the best of both worlds and it's like that every day. It's yeah. Like,
1: you can see why it's so expensive it's, to live there. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: I could do this every day. Apparently, so could millions of other people. <laughs> which is why they're all here. Yes. Oh wow, we have gotten so far I up know. I, I apologize, Lee. Lee. Lee is writing a love letter to his home state and we're just, just walking all over it. <laughs> okay. So the safest place to be is right smack in the middle of what they call the Cone of Uncertainty.
0: That's right.
2: 48 hours before the landfall. That is a guarantee that you won't get hit. <laughs> I prefer to call it the Cone of Doom, but yeah, no one at the, also at the National Hurricane Center will return my email <laughs> suggestions. When I was a kid, one of the local weathermen came to my elementary school and talked to us about hurricanes. I went home and told my grandfather that I wanted to be a weatherman. He said, quote... There's only two kinds of people who tried and predict the weather on the Gulf Coast. Newcomers and fools.
0: <laughs> and you were born here. That's a great That's a great quote.
2: So the fire department it was.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's a great quote. That's, that's funny.
2: Whenever a hurricane was threatening us, he could tell you with 100% accuracy if it was going to hit us or not.
1: Huh.
2: Far greater success rate than the weather guessers on the news have. He did it by watching birds. He said that if the birds were flying overhead and not stopping, get ready. Mm. If they were stopping to eat or sit in trees on the power lines, you were safe. That makes a ton of sense.
0: It really does. It's amazing how many, um, uh, like...
2: Animals will give us warnings.
0: Yes, they do. They, do, they absolutely do. Well, I, I've told you that, like, um, if you're not at home at night or something and I feel like I hear a noise, I look at Jesse at the foot of the bed and... And if Jesse's still passed out, I'm fine. No- right. Nothing, uh, oh no, no- nobody's he getting hears, into the house. he
2: hears noises that we couldn't possibly hear.
0: And it. his little head would be up and his ear per- ears perked or he would be running if it was something he felt was a danger. So yeah. Yeah. But also just like the wisdom of like listening to people who have grown up somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Because there is something to be said for a wisdom in like
2: knowing the lay of the land and just how things work there's got to be
0: a word for it like folk knowledge i guess sure you know like um there's like old wives tales or whatever that they're called or or folklore but then there's also like wisdom to certain amounts of that so and it's usually something as silly or not silly but as small as like oh look at the birds you know Oh, you see the birds sitting you on would the power lines were flying. You would honestly
2: think that'd be an obvious thing, though. Because, but, but, but also, I guess not.
0: A weather forecaster They're can't, looking say, at, can't say, <laughs> oh, well, it's not him because <laughs> of the birds well, on
1: the wall. Because they
2: bought like millions of dollars mm. worth of shit. They can't be like, we're just going to watch the birds and see what they do. I mean, I guess they could <laughs> technically say, hey, could... <laughs> there is this,
0: you know, folk uh, lore or folk It's not lore, though, like folk wisdom. That if you see the birds on the wire, you know, we're, we're okay, but you, you can't tell people, well, I mean, they're, but oh, well, you're it's, fine, don't worry. Well, you know? it's,
2: it's also called like native wisdom. Like there's, yeah. there's uh-huh. like a thing in, in my industry, like no native knowledge, mm. meaning, meaning like we don't, we don't want our procedure to come down to, it's gotta be instinct.
0: That. Yeah. Of right. some sort. Like yeah. it's, it has mm-hmm. to be on paper. Yes. Mm, yep, and there's industry for that, of course. Yeah. But, like, it, indigenous people for ages and ages have had, like, ways to, it's a human they're thing. Like, they're like,
2: we're going to follow the birds, whatever well, they do. Well,
0: there's, like, there's yeah. there's human wisdom mm-hmm. that's passed down from experience, and it is stuff like that. Although I will say, at this point, we fucked up the planet so much, I wonder how much is changing some of that stuff, you know. Where even the birds are fucked up at this point or something, you know.
2: I think they're still a. I, I think they're still okay as far as predicting. Like we should get out of here, before. But maybe not. They're Who the hell than knows? Us. Yes. Sure. Um. When I was a kid, one of the local weathermen came to my elementary school and talked to us about hurricanes. Oh yes, okay.
0: And he became a fireman.
2: Yes. So the fire department it was. Okay, I'm on the wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, Lee. Nah. <laughs> Whenever a hurricane was threatening us, he could tell you with 100 percent accuracy. I read that part. <laughs>
0: You already read that
2: whole thing, I think. Okay. But my favorite weather quote of his was when we were watching the news before one storm hit. I can't remember which one. That is when my 80-year-old, at the time, yeah. grandfather said, quote, What is it about these weathermen? As soon as the storm gets in the Gulf, they start having orgasms on live TV. <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> that sounds like I mean, an old guy thing to say. I mean, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I remember as my as my grandfather got older and you know, he had um Parkinson's dementia, his filter like loosened, started to go away. And he would tell a dirty joke here and there or something, and it was just so funny cuz he was he was a pretty otherwise like straight-laced kind of guy and didn't really tell that type of thing in mixed company or whatever so it was really funny because it was just out of nowhere that he would do that and it's anyway
2: so i'm a fireman not a not a weatherman no one has ever accused me of having excess intelligence so i'm not (laughs) going to go into how hurricanes form because i don't understand it
0: that's fair we don't either but we've tried (laughs) exactly (laughs) and
2: we've tried with a nuclear uh yes Fission. Uh uh-huh something else like fallout yeah (laughs)
0: like sure we've tried a lot of things
2: To be fair, I'm not sure how much scientists understand it either. In 1957, we did not have weather satellites. That is true. There was not a satellite period in 1957. Mm -hmm. Though hurricanes could be seen on radar, they had to be close enough for land-based radar to pick them up. Mm -hmm. Instead, the National Weather Service relied on weather reports coming in from ships and monitoring shortwave radio forecasts from the islands and the Caribbean to know when a storm formed. When there was a storm out there, they would send a Hurricane Hunter aircraft to fly into it to take instrument readings. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Never doing that job. Nope. Uh, which would be used to predict the anticipated track. At this time, the 24-hour hurricane forecast had an error cone of plus minus 120, 125 miles in mm. either direction. That's a lot of... That's, <laughs> that's a lot of variation. Yeah. At forty-eight hours, it was plus minus three hundred miles, which is even. Uh, well, yes, because that's you know. it's
0: a little farther out, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's that would leave a six hundred mile swath of people panicking. Yeah, <sighs>
2: and that's just from, I mean, and there could be another hurricane coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of land. Mm-hmm. So on June twenty-seven, uh, June twenty-second, a disorganized tropical wave drifted lazily westward into the Bay of Campeche at seven a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time on June 24th, a shrimp boat sent in a spot weather report indicating that the system had organized into a tropical depression. This particular June, the surface temperatures in the Gulf were three degrees Fahrenheit above normal, Mm -hmm. and due to the atmospheric conditions, it was the perfect setup for a hurricane to develop.
0: Not for nothing, but that's one of the issues with climate change. Is with rising ocean temperatures it's making conditions better and better for worse and worse storms and making
2: them happen more often
0: yes so that's why like we're we're now like busting through category fives you know and and getting into category sixes basically of of hurricanes because the conditions are this is one of the the consequences of that type of change
2: So the following morning, June 25th, an aircraft was dispatched to fly into the storm. The aircraft reported that the system had developed into a hurricane and was rapidly intensifying. It received a name, Audrey, and the storm was located about 380 miles southeast of Brownsville, Texas. The storm was moving north at a slow pace as it danced around the edge of a high-pressure system.
0: So this, if they, if they did the naming conventions the same as they do now, this was the first name storm of the season. Yep.
2: Audrey, that's, that's yeah. true. Over the course of the following day, the storm continued to strengthen at a steady pace, reaching the equivalent of a Category 2 hurricane on June 27th and Category 3 a mere six hours later.
0: That's fast. That's fast to be intensifying.
2: However, this was before the Saphir-Simpson hurricane intensity scale, and so there were no hurricane categories. Hmm.
0: Categories? Categories. I like how you said that. Categories. Categories.
2: A hurricane was a hurricane. There is still some debate as to whether Audrey made a final landfall as a 3 or a 4, but that really doesn't matter. Yeah. What does matter is the monumental series of Clusterfucks, Bad Luck, and OG, quote-unquote, Perfect Storm, <laughs> which combined to kill hundreds of people. So uh <clears throat> we're into another chapter essentially. Louisiana gals won't, Won't you come out tonight? Okay. Yeah, Maybe. it's
0: a there that's a that's based on a song. Buffalo gals won't you come out tonight is mm. the I think the original. It's an old like that's that Vaudeville like, era type of thing.
2: I I honestly thought it, thought it said originally won't come out tonight. Oh. <laughs> won't you come out tonight. So Yeah, I think
0: Buffalo gals won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight. There I think go. so. I <laughs> Ca- could be making that
2: up. It could just be another category.
0: Category.
2: <laughs> I've lived my entire life on the Gulf Coast. This is Lee speaking, mm-hmm. not me, obviously. Mm-hmm. I've never been. To, I've never been to the Gulf Coast. <laughs> I've I've only been
0: to. I have been to Tallahassee. I don't think I've
2: even been there.
0: Well, you've been to, to the Tampa-ish area. Yeah. Area. So for, you've been on the like Gulf Coast for like six hours. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's true, well,
0: yeah. you went to a bills game on yeah, in that's Tampa.
2: and but, but, literally but, headed to the airport right after it was done.
0: Yeah, but your family lives on the Gulf Coast. I get it.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't they know. Don't live I don't Atlantic know Florida coast. geography for shit.
0: So. It's on the west coast of Florida that a bunch of your family lives, so that is the Gulf Coast. Yeah, sure, it's the Florida Gulf Coast, right?
2: Because the other side is the Atlantic Ocean, that's obviously. right, and south of it is Cuba, <laughs>
0: basically <laughs> 90 miles from Key West, as it were. <laughs>
2: So, I've lived my entire life on the Gulf Coast, mostly in Louisiana, but also in Texas. Summers here are not for the faint of heart, as they are hard on Yankees and animals. <laughs> I like how <laughs> you yeah, both together. Yankees with animals, yeah. <laughs> no, Yankees and animals, like, being, like, almost, like, we're the same.
0: That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Think hundred degree temperatures with one hundred percent humidity.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. Fuck
2: that dry heat shit. <laughs> this heat sucks the very marrow from your bones. It does. It, really it was does. no different in nineteen fifty seven, except they didn't have the joys of central air conditioning, yeah. oh my God. Or even window units. I can't. I really can't imagine. I, like I can't. how
0: how did people even end up in these places? Yeah. You know. Well, they
2: they just did. That's, yes. that's exa- they just ended up there. And is... they're like they're like they're like well I can grow cabbage. So yeah, right. I won't starve.
0: <laughs> there is an acclimation too, of not course. for nothing. But like you know, if you're in a cold environment long enough, you start getting a little used well, to it. Well, that's the thing; and like it feels warmer when it's sixty, you know, versus and vice versa.
2: For like humans are one of the most adaptable animals on Earth. We can literally yes. adapt to pretty much any climate.
0: Well, we have a lot of tools to help us
2: with. We it, do, which is a big. But part even of it. but even without those, I mean, people were here in this part of the country before air conditioning yes people were in canada way before furnaces and you although know, they had fire back then they, they stopped, did so that helps that, yes, yes. <laughs> definitely helps but you didn't have like fires going all throughout the house otherwise that meant your house was on fire right yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to be like huddle up somewhere but uh but, but really even before like modern technology humans are just all over the earth Yes, it's humans
0: a... are highly adaptable because of our tool use. Mm-hmm. That's that's our biggest, like, our, our biggest boon as a species, but the biggest downfall to the planet. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: <laughs> so this heat and humidity was no different in 1957. Both of my parents grew up in houses that had no air conditioning, and I grew up in a house that had window units and no central air. My dad, Fun times. My,
0: yeah, my dad grew up in a house with no AC in miami
2: yeah i mean where i grew up we hadn't we had we had a furnace yeah we didn't have any air conditioning we had I, fans
0: i grew up very much in air conditioning and heat so that i think that's part of the reason i am so bad at heat is because i'm used to it. air conditioning yeah like we used to like even in the dead of summer in miami I didn't get hot, because all you did was go from your air-conditioned car to your air-conditioned house. Like, you'd be outside for approximately 30 seconds. That's true, Over like seconds. 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it, it's kind of a thing that in, like, a lot of hot environments, like in Miami, you'd have to bring a sweater. Because the air conditioning would be so cold and such a contrast. Likewise, when I lived in Boston briefly and went to Berkeley, um, I remember getting into class and they had the heat so high that i like had to layer constantly because i would get so hot mm-hmm. it's just the you know that idea like part acclimation part overcompensation <laughs> sure
2: oh there's there's always the latter for sure so uh lee goes on to say my fire station didn't have central air either oh. more fun times that must have been oh, brutal that sucks In 1957, Cameron Parish was a blue-collar, working-class place. The majority of the the inhabitants were Cajuns. Mm -hmm. These people were descended from French settlers to New Canada in the late 1600s and early 1700s. They lived in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick for the most part, and once the English took control of the area, they did not like the Acadians, as they were known at the time. Because apart from being French, they were also Catholic and refused to sign an oath of allegiance to King George. So the English decided to round them all up and deport them. Today, we call this, quote-unquote, ethnic cleansing. Yeah. But don't say that to a royal family worshiper. (laughs) They lose their shit when you mention the various genocidal actions undertaken by the British Empire. Anyway... (laughs) The Acadians ended up in Louisiana in southern Louisiana.
0: That is a long way from Nova Scotia. <laughs> that is a very long way.
2: But more heavily concentrated in southwest Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Even as late as 1957, many of them only spoke French and not English. Mm-hmm. This was because a lot of the public schools in the area were still taught in French at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: However, Louisiana French is not the same as France French. Right. Listen to episode one of My Bizarre de la Charite. Fire script oh, for yeah. more information. Bizarre
0: de la Charite. Yeah.
2: Charite. And the difference between the two.
0: Hello, everybody. It's very strange for us to suddenly be saying hello to you in the middle of an episode, but we lost approximately seven minutes worth of our audio file due to technical difficulties.
2: So here we are.
0: Yeah, so here we are. We're just going to fill in this part, but we just wanted to make sure that you knew that this was an insert, just in case there's anything that we missed during this part. But Probably hopefully. could have figured it out yeah <laughs> sorry lee <laughs> yes yeah, sorry lee technical problems
2: okay so this is actually an important piece of the story here i've been told by many old timers who were living in the area at the time of the storm that in 1957 the national weather service though at the time i think it was still called the national weather bureau would not allow official information to be translated into yeah. french before broadcast so the french language radio stations could not give out weather information which
0: yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I have never it been able ridiculous. to confirm
2: this, but I've heard it from multiple sources. I, I, mean, would, that's...
0: I would say that that's confirmed then. And, yeah. And it's not surprising, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, we like to do all sorts of, uh,
1: well...
0: Bigoted things? <laughs>
2: or just fuckery. I mean, yeah. just in, kind of in general. Like, no, we're not going to give it out in French. Right. Like, uh, uh, we're whatever. in
0: America. We speak American.
2: We speak American over here in America. <laughs> So, though we had televisions in 1957, right, uh, I remember talking about yes, this. Yes, I
0: remember this whole conversation about they, I Love Lucy. and <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. They were rare in Cameron Parish, and most people relied on the radio for their mm-hmm. official information. The first report on the developing storm went out at 10.30 p.m. on Monday night, June 24th. It indicated that there was a disturbance in the Gulf expected to move north. However, back then, radio stations went off the air at 10 p.m. Yep. So even though the bulletin went out at 1030, it wasn't pushed out to the public until the following morning.
0: Way too late.
2: Yeah. On Tuesday morning, June 25th, radio stations in Lake Charles and Port Arthur released an updated bulletin that said the storm had reached hurricane strength and had gotten a name. It was located 525 miles south of Lake Charles and expected to move north, but the bulletin said that, that it was impossible to say with any certainty where it would make landfall. It also stated that a Hurricane Hunter aircraft found a well-developed eye. Mm
0: -hmm. Never a good sign. No.
2: When the new bulletin went out Tuesday afternoon, it said that the storm had strengthened to 100-mile-per-hour winds and was still moving slowly north, with landfall expected along the Texas-Louisiana border sometime early Friday morning. However, unlike today, radio stations were allowed to edit, quote-unquote, Yeah,
0: that's ridiculous.
2: the weather bulletins and take out or add in information, they thought. the viewers would like
0: we're just gonna yeah. you know what this doesn't make a great you know what? story
2: we're just gonna we're, we're just gonna the, this hurricane path we're just gonna put a sharpie
0: oh that's right we talked about that yes <laughs> trump, trump trump putting trump a sharpie, sharpie. yeah <laughs> or it's like um the real housewives like we're just gonna edit this to create a better arc for carol
2: yeah <laughs> yeah for, for for that reason only yeah that's i mean it's
0: ridiculous
1: yeah
2: yeah <laughs> So, with this bullets in the radio station in Lake Charles opined that since the storms tended to swing northeast once they get in close to the Texas-Louisiana coast, that, quote-unquote, we'll be fine.
0: <laughs> That's a big interpretation. That is. It's a big interpretation. You can do a lot with
2: it. Like, what does he mean? Like, relatively speaking? Right. With 100-mile-an-hour winds, we'll be fine compared to 120-mile-an-hour winds? Yeah. So the evening paper in Lake Charles had a large headline that said, quote, hurricane forms in the Gulf, unquote. When the last update for the night was given over the radio around 10 p.m., it said that the winds were still at 100 miles per hour and it was moving north at 10 miles per hour. The wind field was said to extend for 125 miles.
0: That's big. Big storm.
2: Yeah. 125 miles of wind. Yeah. Like, yeah. not the speed. That's no, just no, the... Ter- the- Probably also the speed, Mm -hmm. but also the territory it's covering, Mm -hmm. which is insane. Mm -hmm. The slight increase in forward speed would now put it ashore Thursday evening slash night. The morning paper in Lake Charles led with a big, bold headline that said, quote, Hurricane Audrey still aims full force at Lake Charles, unquote.
0: All right. And now that was it. We re recorded. (laughs) Sorry for this weird little insert, but we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Yes.
2: Anyway, <laughs> none of the National Weather Service bulletins ever mentioned or even recommended evacuation.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
2: Many of the residents of Cameron Parish went to bed Wednesday night planning to get up and leave on Thursday morning. Mm. Just across Sabine Lake in Port Arthur, 50,000 people evacuated the city, including my grandmother and her children, mm. which included my mother. Wow. They went to a shelter set up at Lamar University, Lamar University in Beaumont, Total of Vermont, 70,
0: Texas, I, I think
2: so, yeah. A total of seventy five thousand people evacuated for the storm, but as you can see, the majority were here on the Texas side of the border because the city officials in Port Arthur recommended an evacuation. Hmm. Wednesday afternoon, several of the tugboat and barge captains in Cameron Parish noted that the tides were behaving in a way that they had never seen before.
0: That's not okay. That's not right. okay. <laughs> an indication
2: of something to come, even though the weather was still pleasant. Hmm. Parish set up its civil defense operation on the second floor of the courthouse in the town of Cameron, with officials from all of the branches of the parish government on oh. site. People in Cameron Parish noticed something else on Wednesday: crawfish by the thousands were abandoning their holes and making their way north, away from the Gulf.
0: That is another indication. <laughs>
2: As my grandfather noted, animals are far better at predicting hurricanes than the weather guesses on TV. Who, in the twenty-first century? 21st century can only repeat what the computer models tell them. Mm. And then, dear readers, the worst thing possible happened. At one thirty a.m. on Thursday, June 27th, so this is the Overnight. middle of the night, uh-huh. where people are sleeping, or yep. that's always... Uh, so on 1 30, at 1.30 a.m. on Thursday, June 27th, the National Weather Service office in Lake Charles got a bulletin from the New Orleans office that indicated that the storm rapidly increased in strength, with winds now reaching 132 miles That's per hour. That's
0: not good. That's not good. That's not
2: good. Worse than that, the forward speed of the storm had suddenly increased to 20 miles per hour and was located a mere 150 miles offshore. All of the radio station had gone. Radio uh-huh. stations had gone off air for the night at 10 p.m. So there was no way to warn the settlements right along the coast.
0: This is definitely well before 24-hour anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like even like decades later, the TV still like stopped airing. They aired the national anthem at like midnight, and they Something would go like off I, air. I mean, I was still a yeah. little kid
2: when. It would go to the TV. Would go to snow at some point in the night.
0: See, I don't remember snow. I remember I like it swap switched to infomercials. That came a little later. That's right, because yeah. somebody
2: was like, "Wait, what if we just buy that time mm-hmm. <laughs> and sell weird On the shit?" Cheap. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, and get people with insomnia who are already kind of yeah. in a weakened mental yeah. state because
2: who are, they're who, tired. Already, who are they're they're in the situation they're in because <laughs> they have made poor decisions. Let's help them make more.
0: <laughs> Oh, or they're just sleep-deprived and yeah. are prone to making poor decisions, yeah.
2: And then, dear readers, though so the worst yeah. thing possible yeah. uh-huh. happens. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you read that. That's yeah. okay.
2: Well, actually, there was a way to tell that the hurricane was settling in. Okay. The Civil Defense Office in Cameron was in contact with the Lake Charles Weather Office by Shortwave Radio. They could have passed along a message, and sheriff's uh, deputies could have fanned out into the com- yeah. community with bullhorns warning people to get out now. Yeah. But no call was ever made. Ooh. Hundreds of families were asleep, thinking that they had plenty of time mm-hmm. to get up and leave the next morning. Yeah. But it was now too late. Uh, By 4 a.m., Highway 82 was underwater, and they were trapped. So that's the th- other thing, too. Yeah. There's no way to get out.
0: Yeah. You're just... Now you're just stuck.
2: Louisiana Louisiana they're trying to wash us away.
0: That's the the title of mm-hmm. the next section.
2: Remember dear readers a hurricane is not a point on the map. When the Weather Bureau said that Audrey was 150 miles offshore, that meant the center was 150 miles offshore.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Rain
2: bands, heavy winds, and increasing tides start making their way into Cameron Parish around 2 a.m.
0: So, like, just after this was, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: The first storm bands resembled a thunderstorm, but as time passed, they grew in intensity and the amounts of rain increased as well. With the Gulf starting to rear up and creep onto land, Mm -hmm. there was nowhere for the rain to go.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, going through the bands is such a wild experience because it is like storm calm, storm calm, storm calm because it's like, it's like blades on a, something with blades. (laughs) (laughs) Just like whipping a fan. Just like blades. It's just like blades. (laughs) (laughs) On a, you know, a. Gear, a thingy that a saw, a saw. It's like blades on a saw. How about
2: like, like, like the teeth on a saw?
0: Well, also blades, teeth. I do not okay. either. But like a circular saw. <laughs> oh, see, okay. A circular see saw, you me. see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so to me, that's part of the allure of living on the Gulf Coast. She'll give you a picture one minute and try to kill you the next. Yeah. I like redheads for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, note to anyone who doesn't know, Lee is currently married to a redhead. <laughs> a long-suffering, uh, German redhead.
2: <laughs> I'm sure all of you in All Bad Things Land are familiar with that old Gordon Lightfoot song that says, quote, does anyone know where the love God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? Unquote.
0: Where the wave God? Gave, wave God When the goes. waves turn I the gotcha. minutes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. He was right, but when it comes to hurricanes, you can also say, quote, does anyone know where the love of God goes when the wind turns the minutes to hours? Unquote. I've been through sixteen hurricanes.
0: Wow. Some
2: were in my pre fire <laughs> department youth, and some have been after, but most were not er most were during my time on the job. Not only did we get hit a lot, usually with smaller storms, but not always I was part of an in- interagency hurricane response team.
0: Oh, okay. I yeah.
2: continued on that team when I was an arson investigator. Mm-hmm. This meant that I worked during some storms and that hit other places. Okay. We would pre-stage with swift water rescue, communications, and security assets. I'd been through the eye wall of a few storms, Category 3 being the strongest. Wow. You know how people talk about tornadoes sounding like freight trains? Yeah. Well, the way I, I will explain hurricane winds is like this. Imagine standing next to a jet engine for hours and hours and Jesus. hours. That's about it. Wow. So keep that in mind as I talk about Hurricane Audrey. That's, that does not sound fun.
0: No, it, do, it does not at all. Wow.
2: My dad was not quite five years old when the hurricane okay. hit. That summer, he and his parents and sister, they are Irish twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what that means?
0: Born within like 18-ish months of each I th- other. I thought
2: it was born like within a year of each other.
0: I think it's used pretty colloquially, yeah, loosely, okay. to be like between one and two years, or, yeah. or ish, or like 18 months, a year and a half, something okay. like that. Basically, the mom the, didn't get much downtime. No. <laughs> or the birthing parent did not get much downtime.
2: So they were temporarily living just outside of Orange, Texas. They were living in a house with his mother's parents. I don't know how old my great-grandmother was, but Grandpa Cam, last name was Cameron, like the parish, mm. was in his 70s. My dad said he and his sister were asleep in the back bedroom. Mm -hmm. It was raining pretty hard, but not storming yet, and his dad and grandfather were sitting in the living room listening to updates on the radio as the power had not gone out yet. Mm -hmm. He woke up to the sound of a police officer pounding on the door. He told them to get out of the house and get up to the gym at the high school.
0: A higher ground Mm -hmm. type of thing, yeah.
2: Being stubborn like me, my great-grandfather refused to leave, and it took quite a bit of convincing.
0: Look... If somebody comes to your house, especially a person a storm, of authority, yes, and says you need to get out of here, please, please go. Just go. Please go.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Even if you're stubborn, please yeah. go. Please, we're we're asking nicely. <laughs> we're not demanding. We're asking. Especially
2: like if it's like there's a possible hurricane. It's not like It's every, not, just it's, a not storm. it's not just like a, no, it's just not like just like it's a regular day. Right. And like, You're already like, like the gov- listening to the radio. Like, like the government <laughs> accidentally released the blob, which which happened in 1989. So if they tell you to go to the gym then under just like weird circumstances, like, yeah, maybe. But if you know a hurricane is coming and a person of authority knocks on your door and says, yeah. you need to get to this place, just go.
0: Go to the gym, Cam. Please. Just go, go to the gym.
2: Bring a can of. Um,
0: Spam. Yeah. Chili. <laughs> yeah, can
2: chili. Yeah, whatever, Whatever floats your boat. I am bringing a can of Chunky Soup.
0: Okay, yes. Campbell's Chunky Soup. That's (laughs) soup that eats like a meal. That's right. (laughs) Because
2: honestly, you don't know where your next one's going to be.
0: Do you remember those commercials with, was it Reggie Bush's mom?
2: They did a bunch of them with NFL players' moms, Right.
0: And I remember she's like, Reggie! And she was on the cheerleading squad. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. (laughs)
2: So finally, they were able to leave with some blankets, pillows, and some snacks. They ran through the rain into the high school and had just about gotten settled in for the night when the full force of the storm hit. Mm. Meanwhile, the folks living along the coast in Cameron Parish were awakened by the sound of the storm, some earlier than others, but in most of the survivor accounts, they put it around uh, 3.30 or 400, which means 3.30 or 4 right. o'clock in the morning, which, yeah. Though it was still dark and they had lost power by this point, with the use of flashlights, they looked outside. <sighs> what they saw <laughs> filled them with horror. Yeah. The Gulf of Mexico was now surrounding their house.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Rather than having time to pack up and leave, they were trapped.
0: Yeah. Soon
2: the Gulf began to make its way into their houses as the surge rose and waves began to pound against the windows. Can you fucking Im- No.
0: I, you know, I I, wonder I cannot imagine that. Sometimes, because, like cuz this this shit happened with Katrina, right? Like much mm-hmm. more recently than this. But like I have thought about like what do you even do? And the answer is it turns into sheer survival mm-hmm. at that point. And I would think like my my logic is like one you're probably okay for hypothermia. <laughs> because it's the summer you're in a tropical climate right so that's kind of the The idea. The
2: water's not gonna be too cold
0: right you're probably gonna be okay on that front but there remains the fact that like you have to be well the first thing would be you have to like try to avoid objects right because like if eventually you get pushed out of your house you're on the roof right Mm -hmm. that's that's your last place to go
2: that's where we're going yeah before uh Mm -hmm. So people fled to their attics, where many of them mm-hmm. kept an axe in case they needed to chop a hole and get onto the roof.
0: Well, there you go. I guess keep an axe in your attic is this, the lesson here.
2: This is a good idea if you live in a surge zone, and I have had several in my attic for the, this very perfect.
0: Well, this very what?
2: This very purpose. Purpose. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: You said perfect before. Perfect. So. <laughs> if the
2: water was stationary, the houses would have been fine, as most were of as most were of pier and beam construction and raised off the ground by a foot or two. Okay. However, moving water exerts an enormous amount of yeah. force. Yes, it does. Oh, no. Add to it the force of the waves hammering against the house, and soon people's homes began to float off their foundations.
0: Jesus Christ. Okay, so at that point, it is literally raft territory. Yes. And at that point, you're basically what in what people in um, the uh, tsunami... <laughs> Or in, right? And yeah, right. At that point, I don't know what you do other than try and stay above water.
2: So and this, away from
0: flying objects.
2: No shit, right? So by this point, some had already made their way onto the roofs. Others were trapped inside of the attic of a floating house.
1: Oh, God. The force of the
2: wind ripped and pulled at people, flinging many of them into the raging surge where they became entangled in trees, well, fences, or power Oh, lines.
0: my God. There's the other issue. How do you hold on to your little raft in the middle of a literal mm-hmm. hurricane?
2: Mothers had children ripped out of their arms, and oh, children God. saw their parents or grandparents drown. Oh, As one survivor said, quote, at that point, it was all over but to cry. Unquote.
0: Oh, Jesus. This the... is such a bummer.
2: <laughs> well, it's a Lee story.
0: <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a disaster podcast, so of course it's a bummer. Oh, my God.
2: At the Cameron Parish Courthouse, which housed the Civil Defense Office, uh, today we call it the Office of Emergency Management,
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Water began to flood the basement, which also contains the jail, so the prisoners were released. Then it began to flood the first floor, which caused a hasty relocation of the civil defense people onto the second floor. Wow. Water soon reached the second floor with wave action on top of that, but the sturdy building held on. It would be the only structure left standing on that part of the coast wow thankfully it was three stories like no shit
0: jesus yeah because you would think like well i have a second story sorry that's your gonna second be good enough not good enough yeah, yeah. Oh and there God. were
2: waves crashing into the second yes. story uh-huh. which made i mean no around 7 a.m the storm officially roared ashore so this is all yeah, this, just the... this
0: is the preamble. <laughs>
2: With winds of upwards of 145 miles per hour. No,
0: no, 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 that's not okay.
2: As the storm made official landfall, it pushed a massive wind-blown wave with it on top of the surge, which was already around 14 feet high.
0: Jesus, storm surge is so scary.
2: This massive wave obliterated the few houses on the coast that were still standing by this Jesus. point. The few people who saw this wave coming ashore lived to tell about it. Wow. However, just enough did that we know that it happened.
0: You mean didn't live to tell about it? You said lived to tell about it.
2: Few people who saw the wave coming ashore lived to tell about it. Yeah, that's yeah. how we see. Okay. Few yeah. people, like... Oh, few people. people. I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. However, just enough that we know that it happened. Yeah. The official landfall point was halfway in between Sabine Pass and Johnson's Bayou in Western Cameron Parish.
0: You see pa- I see Sabine Pass. I see Sabine. It doesn't show it exactly, but I think it's really great over here.
2: Those who found themselves floating on pieces of wreckage had something else to contend with, too. Something just as dangerous as the wind and the water. Swamp animals, terrified of, oh my God! terrified of the howling wind, their eyes stung by salt water, tried to climb aboard any piece of debris they could, even those with humans on them. Raccoons, nutria, alligators, cattle, and a particular kind of a bastard who they not only found Louisiana loves the marsh. Yes, dear readers, I am speaking of the dreaded Cottonmouth or moccasin. Oh my god,
0: this sounds like a, a horror movie. This there sounds are, like a horror movie. Yeah,
2: it, it it is.
0: Like, you picture a gator, like, yeah. or a snake slithering up onto, the, like, somebody's door that they're the hanging on to. snake would be
2: worse. Like, it well, really...
0: It, it, it's all bad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not like I'm going to invite one of the over, like, uh, like, gator or snake. <laughs> I think I'm going with the gator though, over the snake, for sure. I guess
0: you could hold on to the wrap around you could wrestle gator. You can. And like close its mouth.
2: Yeah. I mean we're just saying that. (laughs) We're we're we're,
0: acting
1: like we (laughs) could do it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Why what they are is highly curious, which is why they sometimes move towards people in boats. It isn't to attack them, but rather to check them out. However, we're talking about in these hurricane conditions. The snakes were as scared as the humans, and they instinctively lashed out at anything in their path. Sure. it's This is no different than a frightened dog might snap at one person's hand.
0: Yeah. Or face.
2: (laughs) As we found out. As I found out. The surge, using the bayous and inlets, would push almost 25 miles inland. That's crazy. That is... One husband and wife floating on the roof of their house would be carried 10 miles by the current. Around 40,000 head of cattle drowned in the water, sure. Oh,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Audrey showed no mercy to man or beast alike, but it wasn't just Louisiana that suffered. The storm spawned 19 tornadoes, most of which hit Alabama. Oh,
0: my God. El
2: Dorado, Arkansas had homes with roof damage from straight line winds.
0: Arkansas. Arkansas. That's all the way up Louisiana.
2: The remnants of Audrey interacted with the front line, with a front in the Midwest, which dumped torrential rain on Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana two women drown in Indiana Indianapolis when a bus they were riding in was swept off the road by a flash flood oh
0: my god
2: three more people drowned outside of Indianapolis as a thousand homes were flooded this is crazy in
1: Indianapolis then, yes
2: which is basically like from what I understand like dead center in Indiana I think
0: yeah it is kind of central Indiana I don't Yeah,
2: know. I just, three more people drown outside of Indiana in Indianapolis as, as a thousand homes were flooded and some 500,000 acres of crops in Indiana were destroyed. Yeah. And in Reelsville, a train was swept away when a flooded river toppled a bridge.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Ten people were killed in New York State as oh winds God. gusted to 100 miles per hour. Crossing into Canada, 80-mile-per-hour 80 <clears> 80 <throat> winds ranked Lake Ontario.
0: That is, that is a powerful storm that it made that all the way up the U.S., straight up
2: a child in the in a firefighter trying to rescue them drowned and three people were killed in car accidents attributed to the weather in Ontario. Oh
0: my god.
2: In Montreal 10 people were killed in a storm related in storm related accidents making Hurricane Audrey the deadliest tropical storm to hit Quebec.
0: Jesus.
2: And then it was over.
0: Oh my god. So that thing just tore through straight up through North America. My god.
2: Floodwaters in Louisiana receded fairly quickly, leaving behind scenes of utter devastation. Yeah. 40,000 Louisianans were homeless. Yeah. I want to. Louisians. Louisianans? Were homeless. Okay.
0: Louisianans. Yes
2: many more were in need of immediate medical care yeah. some of the first res- rescuers on scene belong to the united states coast guard mm-hmm. now I'll pause here to say that the men and women in the coast guard are fucking are fucking heroes with a capital
1: h hmm.
2: i've seen them in action and worked alongside them in many a hurricane they do it without hesitation or complaint and they fucking get things done
0: if you're if you're working like specifically rescuing and helping people surrounding water You've got some guts. Because, Especially in the ocean. Yes, the ocean and water is terrifying. Yeah. Yes. I say that as someone who can now swim, fortunately. <laughs> but it is terrifying. Water is a terrifying animal.
2: Yeah, it's very powerful. We mm-hmm. Well, we use it for power. We
0: literally use it for power. It's literally powerful.
2: So FEMA has fumbled the ball so many times oh that God. I truly think that we need to abolish FEMA and just put the Coast Guard in charge of all uh-huh. disaster planning on response
0: it could be like reconnoitered
2: anyway help came down from lake charles and baton rouge people who had lost everything still found a way to try and help others oh the Cajuns in the bayous of southern louisiana are the salt of the earth they will do anything to help each other and strangers yeah i'll never forget august of 2017 i was retired and living in texas along galveston bay we were getting ravaged by flooding from hurricane harvey mm-hmm. my cousin with the louisiana state Police Police. sent me a picture and said, quote-unquote, hold on, help's coming. The roads in Louisiana were full of traffic, trucks hauling airboats, all headed west into Texas to help. These were private citizens pitching in to repay Texas for the assistance provided Mm. during Hurricane Katrina. I think someone must be cutting onions while I remember that photo and type
0: this. That's, That's really amazing. And there, it sure says something when like... Average people are better help to average people than any organization. Yeah. You know, that's, that's amazing.
2: My grandfather, who was in Port Arthur when the storm hit, heard the National Guard that they needed help over in Cameron Parish. So he and a bunch of others piled onto trucks and crossed over into Louisiana. Oh. What follows are some of his recollections. Mm-hmm. I'll put his words in italics. Okay. So this is his grandfather speaking, okay. apparently. Um. What we had to do when we got there was look and recover, look for and recover bodies. They were everywhere. Oh, God. Tangled up in wires, caught up in the tops of trees. A bunch of them, maybe most of them, were naked. Mm. Their clothes, oh, the, oh, my yeah. God, yeah. Their clothes Sorry. had been ripped off by the force of the wind and the water. Jesus. We were stacking them up in the back of an army truck like they were firewood. <sighs> wow. There was a priest with us, and he would say a prayer over each one. You know the worst part? Many of them had fang marks, sometimes as many as 10 or 20 as the, on their bodies from all the snakes.
1: Oh, my God.
2: They, li- they later said that only one person died of a snake bite. Maybe that's true. Maybe the people we picked up were already dead when the snakes mm-hmm. started on them. Jesus Herbert, pronou- er, Jesus Herbert pronounced Abair. Jesus Abair.
0: You mean Jesus Abair?
2: Mm-hmm. Christ. I sure hope they were. I sure hope they were. Many of the dead were children, even babies, oh. too young to swim or not strong enough to last in the water. Oh. I was there when we liberated uh, Dachau. Oh my God,
0: Jesus!
2: He's talking about liberating. Uh, so yes. Dachau is is a, a concentration a, camp. Yes, in World War II. Oh
0: my God! <laughs> You're wow, Lee. So having Your to go through both lived of those. 75 lifetimes. Oh, oh my shit. God
2: so i was there when we liberated dachau and that's the worst thing i ever saw in my life but audrey Audrey was a close second
0: jesus christ
2: so that was his grandfather
0: so i'm now this is making a lot of sense when lee said that like he was having a a hard time um kind of being haunted by his experiences and his grandfather was like well we've got that in common so let's talk about it
2: and you want to hear about dachau (laughs) Like, right oh my god but I'm, I'm just but he did a very good job i'm trying to oh my god i'm trying to visualize what that would be like being a rescue recovery team going into a zone where you know people are going to be dead yes um and he's a and civilian just, doing this correct and, and, yeah. and just seeing how people died would be the probably and, the worst thing
0: and like
2: because it could be you me it could be anybody like if you're yeah. just caught in this thing like uh yeah
0: it would get really overwhelming really quickly. You would need, your brain would need to sort of cut you off at some point, you know, yeah. emotionally to just be able to do it. To see, like, babies and children, yeah. that's a particular type of devastation. It's all, it all, it's all devastating. I'm sure they were also I mean, seeing dead is, animals and oh, stuff. Oh, for that's sure. Just, it's just
2: all tragic. This is, uh, tra- this tragic. is, this is quite literally going through a war zone.
0: Yes, it's, a, it's a, a war against nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh. And we don't stand a chance against nature. That's the problem. No. Yeah.
2: He told me that a few days after the storm, they were driving down Highway 82 towards what was left of the town of Cameron. Mm-hmm. Up ahead, it looked like the road was moving, so the guy driving the truck slowed down. When they got closer, they saw it was moving. Cottonmouths don't like salt water. God. Oh my God, so it was just Christ.
0: filled with snakes?
2: And their swampy habitat was now full of it, so they congregated on the highway. Oh, my God. The snake road stretched for a few miles. We were talking thousands and thousands of unhappy snakes. They had no choice but to drive over them. There were so yeah. many that the truck was having a hard time getting traction. <laughs> uh, no. On the road's actual service. I'm not afraid of snakes, but... That is the stuff of nightmares. Yes, That it is nightmare is. fuel.
0: Oh my god.
2: Uh, I'm not afraid of snakes, but I'm not unafraid of them either. Right. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not just afraid like of snakes. I just don't want to encounter. <laughs> I'm just those. like all right. He's over there. Yeah, like, that's fine. That's good. Stay over there. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna freak out, but I'm like,
0: that's sufficient. It's Forty feet away. Let's like, socially that's. distance. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, snakes do wonders for nature. They do a lot of things. We need snakes there you go but we just don't need we snakes. don't need to interact with them yes <laughs> let them do their thing um that is that is like fucking so now i'm picturing if like that scene in raiders of the lost ark they had just trucks driving over all the snakes
0: <laughs> yes it's terrifying and gross
2: around 400 people died in cameron parish wow. so the number may actually be higher sure Some bodies were never found, and to this day there are remnants of houses deep in bayous where the storm surge carried them. Wow. And some are thought to perhaps contain human remains or what is left of them after all these years. After almost 50 years later, Hurricane Rita deposited wreckage alongside the older wreckage, and you can still see old and new side by side if you are willing to do some airboat exploration. which
0: no thank you i'm
2: gonna take a pass on that i'm just gonna to go to the bills saints game <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> gonna do that instead we'll do that part yeah
2: okay so barty versus the united states barty spelled b-a-r-t-i-e so this must be uh okay, okay. so suit so in 1962 a man named whitney okay whitney barty sued the u.s government he was joined in the suit by a few hundred other survivors They alleged that the National Weather Service failed to give adequate warnings about how dangerous the storm was. Judge Edwin Hunter of the District Court for the Western District of Louisiana heard the case. He ruled that while it was true that the Weather Service failed to convey the urgency of the situation, evacuation orders were up to local authorities and not the U.S. government.
0: Oh, so like a point of law thing, yeah.
2: Furthermore, the warnings given by the Weather Service were, by their very nature, subjective and thus not intentional or negligent. I mean, well, that's you can't. Tough, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't sue anybody over a prediction or a non-prediction, really. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's more warning is the problem, a lack of warning.
2: And really, what warning were you even going to get at this time? Well,
0: like, um, like Lee said, bullhorns. Yeah, uh, like, but that's, they,
2: that's that's what I'm saying. What was the problem. You're getting the warning when the shits like almost on top of you, so. Mm-hmm. They did not go to the Supreme Court.
1: Hmm.
2: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. The plaintiffs appealed to the Fifth Circuit, but lost okay. there as well. They did not go to the Supreme Court.
0: Okay, so they appealed it, but it, mm-hmm. lost the appeal and didn't pursue it.
2: Conclusion: Audrey was one of those events that became a benchmark in people's lives. Hmm. Everything was either before or after <gasps> yep. Audrey hit. Mm-hmm. This was the case up until Hurricane Rita. Oh God! Now it is before Rita and after Rita. Jesus. Speaking of Rita, many of Audrey's survivors rebuilt their homes in Cameron Parish, only to see them destroyed again in 2005. (sighs) truly breaks my heart to think about how much the people of my home state have suffered. We had Katrina and Rita, but there have been lots of other storms since then. Plus, we had the criminals at BP. Yeah, Yeah, shit. With their whole oil spill thing that fucked up our coast for generation. Still, we are resilient people and we Hmm. keep keeping on. I'll take more than a storm. It'll take more than a storm to kill our spirit. Hmm. It is my sincerest hope and prayer that no one has to experience a hurricane. Yeah. I don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh,
2: don't want to. <laughs> we're far enough inland. Like, we'll get a power outage or hey, a heavy rain. Hey, with but climate that's change, fucking... don't say that <laughs> but, but too loudly. That's, that's true. Not... Up until this point, that's all yeah. we've had as far as experiencing a, a hurricane in Raleigh. Yeah. We, we just get the remnants. Yeah. Um... And it can be a pain in the ass, but not nearly as a pain in the ass of having to use the roof of your house as a flotation device God. in the middle of 115 mile an hour winds while fending off alligators and cottonmouths. That's a... Like... <laughs> yes! Like, even the fucking rock can't do that shit. <laughs> I mean, the it person. Is like, uh, it is, right. It is like action
0: movie, horror yeah, movie type stuff. Like,
2: he's going to die too. Uh-huh. So what chance the fuck do you have? like zero but if you live on the third coast and find yourselves in the path of one mm-hmm. rest assured that bordeaux uh, or boudreaux and his f-250 with a boat will find his way there to help you out Ah. this was a tough story to tell and mm. i hope i did it and my people justice you did
0: yes that was amazing
2: Till next time, dear listeners, take care of yourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. Who dat says they gonna beat them saints? <laughs> Kindest regards, Lee Hutch. P. S. Her Imperial Highness, Grand Duchess, Anastasia Colleen Hutchinson. Hutchinson sends her love to Demetrius. Yes.
0: Demetrius
2: sends his love back. Yes. Wow, that's a...
0: that was awesome. Well, that was uh, no. I should say that was an awesome story. Yes. Like a well told story. We, we know what we mean. Yes. Your script was amazing. The disaster was awful. We know that.
2: Um, I just keep thinking of, like, riding along your... Although it's dark in the middle of the night, it's 150 mile an hour winds, water... Those people who got bit by snakes or Alec never saw it coming. Yeah. It's not like... Uh, yeah. <sighs>
0: There's nothing good about any of it. No. That's that's horrible.
2: Well, now I know I'm never living in Louisiana,
0: <laughs> Southern Louisiana, southwestern Louisiana, at Just least, right? Any
2: of it, like I, no.
0: You know, it's it's really more um, that there are a lot of places that, like, living below sea level carries <laughs> yeah. a risk, and especially as sea levels rise, like these places will become obliterated like these places are going to go underwater yes mm-hmm. and we'll be lost cities basically and the the thing might might
2: happen in our in our We we don't have hearts. grandchildren we have nieces and nephews might happen in their lifetimes i don't think it's going to happen in ours
1: it, i hope not yeah
0: it's anyway i could get very dark and depressing about it i just won't <laughs> but um that was thank you Lee for writing that. That was awesome. The the script was awesome. And it's important to keep this information and including like like your grandfather's quotes, including that stuff mm. to keep that those accounts alive and keep that information correct out Cause, there. Cuz
2: the the accounts of the aftermath mm-hmm. and what happened during and before those are all very important
0: incredibly important because that's the the best accounts we have of any history or firsthand mm-hmm. so yeah wow
2: yeah. yeah uh i'm gonna vote no on hurricanes
0: <laughs> we'll just well let's put it up to a national referendum yeah. we'll just we'll just eliminate that no. <laughs> if
2: like, l- only it's that like, simple like trump is gonna get so desperate after his fifth indictment oh be like we're like i'm gonna pass a referendum we're gonna stop all the hurricanes and he'll get all these votes. Because I would vote for that, too, if I fucking lit. Like, he if said it he, were a real he, thing. Yeah, he said he's going to stop it. My like, God. I'm good for that. He's going to nuke it, but whatever. Like, could that be worse than mm. uh, sharing a raft with a cottonmouth and an Jesus. alligator? Probably not. Which do you prefer? <laughs> well, we already went through that. The alligator. Slower than the cottonmouth. Right. You know, just, you know, you can maybe ride one. <sighs> maybe. <laughs> yeah no this that no, story maybe. was yeah that fun no nope. i don't think we've ever really gotten into we've done hurricanes obviously mm-hmm. i don't think we've ever gotten into the recovery of a hurricane well,
1: because
0: it's not easy to it takes years yeah years and years The the well, like it, you said uh, mm-hmm.
2: 50 years later, yeah. 48 years later, another hurricane happened, and now, like, the remnants of both are, like, right. merged together. Like, there's some kind of, you know, like, it's some kind of bookend.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, that's the thing is, like, when it comes to aftermath, we're living in the aftermath. Everybody, people there are still living in this that's aftermath. That's true. Yeah. 65 years later, 66 years later, you know. hmm Yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah, wild. No. That's wild. I'll take a blizzard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> I'll just take none of it. <laughs> you, you
2: might freeze to death, but you know that's got to be more fun than uh, fending off uh, cottonmouths and alligators.
0: None of it is fun. No. None of it is fun. I'll well, take
2: a blizzard, meaning the Sunday. I'll just do there that. There you go. Yeah. See, we'll all just take this the upside blood. down right <laughs> thickness yeah. of yeah.
0: a Dairy Queen blizzard. Yes, let's
2: let's go get one right now. There you
0: go. <laughs> Man, I miss blizzards. I wish they did them in uh, with almond milk. Yesterday. That's true. You can't have one. Man. I'm, I'm going to go get one. I used to love those. <laughs> All right. So that was Born on the Bayou, Hurricane Audrey, Louisiana's Forgotten Storm, 1957, by Lee Hutch, esteemed author and historian and former firefighter and arson investigator Lee Hutch, Thank you, good sir. I doff my cap (laughs) to you. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week.